Hello everybody, Ben Rogers here, the Raptors Digest. Riker, you know, the, the Toronto Raptors offseason is in full effect right now. There hasn't been much news, but the Toronto Raptors have made some signings at the earlier in the offseason that we didn't really get get to, and we've been looking at a couple of the players, and one guy that no one's been talking about that could be an interesting piece for the team coming up and see if he makes the roster is Sagaba Kanate. Yeah, Ben, considered one of the most prolific shot blockers in college before he entered himself into the draft, and then obviously fell completely out of the draft boards due to a really a knee injury in his final season. He was only able to play eight games, but Mm -hmm. the quick hits on this guy is some said that he can be, they're comparing him in likeness to Ben Wallace or Bill Russell, some of the all-time greats. But really what we could have on our team now is a guy that is absolutely useless because he's 6'8", 250, and they want to play him at the center. So, Ben, we're going to break down what he's all about. Sagaba Kanate, we researched it. We have a, a tendency of mispronouncing names. But this one, we finally got right. So, Ben, we hope what so. are your initial reactions? No, <laughs> we double-checked. We triple-checked. <laughs> we know for sure. that is Sagaba Kanate. Actually, that will be hilarious if it's still wrong. But yeah. let us know. If it is if it is wrong or if it's right, uh, I'd be interested. But Ben, what are your initial takes? Well, as you mentioned, we made a couple videos and we saw a few people in the comment section. We've seen some reports on his name. People are comparing him to the likes of Bill Russell, those undersized defensive centers that are, are world renowned. I don't expect that anything close to that for him for you know being on the Toronto Raptors. I I think it will be tough for him to get the spot, but. It, he could be an interesting fit for this team if he's healthy and he lives up to, you know, the expectations that he could be if he before the injury happened. As you mentioned, he's a great shot blocker, he's a great defender, but he's very undersized. In college, he played the center position, but he's only 6'8", 250, and, you know, he learned how to shoot the three his, uh, his final season at West Virginia, even though he only played eight games. He shot about, uh, let me get this number here, one... About 30% from the th- or 40% from the three-point line on not a lot of attempts, but that's still pretty solid for a guy that's big and you know can be a small ball big whether he's the four or the five. But being six well, eight. Before we shift away from that, before yeah. we shift away from that, I broke down the video highlights. Mm-hmm. I don't love. I'm not in love with his shot mechanics. Yeah. And if anybody wants to delve into that as a fan in the comment section, go ahead because if there's one thing that we understand about the transition from college to NBA, yeah. in in addition to obviously a more deep three-point line that they need to be shooting from is that shot mechanics really make a difference because mm. you can look at multiple examples of guys that need to completely change their form once they come in. Because mainly due to the fact that defenders are longer and more athletic, they need to get their shot off faster. So if there's any flaws in the release, which to me it looks like his release is too far back over his head, it's a little bit wonky because he's coming off not in a nice 90. I don't know. Give it a look yourselves, but I I do agree. It's nice that he can be a a three-point, that he's at least attempting the shots, whether it'll translate well or not, I don't know. So not to say the thunder. Continue going, Ben. Yeah, certainly. It's always, even though I agree with you, the shot mechanics are a bit shaky looking, it's good to have a player that has to be guarded out there at least. Whether he can get the shot off consistently, if he's a knockdown guy, that's going to be a whole nother question. But, you know, the the fact that he is a stretch player, because if he was a guy that couldn't shoot and his offensive game was just abysmal, was just a defensive undersized big, those players are essentially irrelevant in today's NBA. So that's giving him some bit of hope. But my biggest worry with uh, Kanate is the injury and he's a guy that's heavier weight you know 68250 that's that's big numbers right there that's a big fella 
if he's already dealing with injuries and, you know, he was on the upswing in his college career, he wasn't a big minute getter in his first rookie season as a college player, and then his second year he looked to improve a good little bit, and then his final season showed uh, a lot of improvement, but then obviously the injury happened, and there's articles coming out uh, surrounding the player that it, it was a dumb move for him to come out of college, and he's a guy that may have been able to make the draft and you know, been more touted prospect if he stayed another season at West Virginia and, you know, re-upped his game and had a healthy season. But unfortunately for him, he was undrafted, but he made it, he made it to the championship roster, Riker. And, you know, we have a lot of guys that kind of play his position, wing, big wing guys or small forwards, so to speak, that are very good on defense and have kind of not a skeptical, not a you know, a great offensive game, but not an abysmal offensive game. But do you th- do you see a spot on the roster for him going forward, or is he no, just a guy? No, there's no spot on the roster. There's no okay. spot on the roster for him. Definitely not. He's a guy that's only started playing basketball in 2014, for those that are interested. Mm-hmm. But he's a person that this is the exact kind of guy that the Raptors staff love to develop. Yep. They're looking for another diamond in the rough like Fred Van Vliet. That's what, that's what they've even said. Mm-hmm. You know, the, that's the challenge. That's the, the golden standard now is can we get a guy like Fred Van Vliet. And that doesn't mean get a guy and immediately insert him into the roster. That means get a guy, develop him over two or three years. Yep. Whatever the, the contract is, what do you call it? The... Um, the two-way deals, the... the Yeah, the two-way deal, basically, he gets 50K if they cut him, but then he's still able to play on the G League team. Mm-hmm. Um, what I see from him is that he's maybe coming in a little more polished than that likes of Pascal Siakam in terms of he, if he does have a pre-developed jump shot, or at least confidence to take a jump shot, or somewhat resemblance of a stroke. Yeah. And he's bigger than the likes of Chris Boucher and other guys. Now, of course, the new signings that we brought in, we're going to be looking to try to get them immediately into the roster, the Hollis Jeffersons and -hmm. whatnot. But he's a good backup guy to have that already has the size that he can least, not at the center position. There's no way a 6'8 guy is going in at the center position unless he truly is Ben Wallace. But I could see him being a nice piece. Maybe he sheds 10, 20 pounds, Mm -hmm. put him in at the power forward after a year or two of playing in the G League that he does have a bit of a jump shot and if he remains healthy can stay as a really good shot blocker it's possible this year i don't know do you have a different opinion i I don't see any chance that he's touching that he's gracing even past one minute a game this season yeah no i'm in full agreement with you i don't i don't necessarily think this is going to be the year for him to come in and change you know shock the world or anything like that but you know the raptors they every report that has come out around him joining the roster and being signed by the Toronto Raptors as an undrafted free agent, they're they're looking for him to be a G League player. And to all the points you brought up, he's a guy that could develop. The the one skepticism I would have on his possible development is he's already in his grown body. You know, with the likes of Siakam and Chris Boucher and these guys, they're, they came in with thin frames and they can learn to develop and that's why they have a lot of room to improve. But he's already kind of developed in, but he can lose some weight and he can get a bit more athletic and more mobile for a de- big defense which could make him extremely valuable on the defensive end going forward. But, you know, if he can do those sorts of things and kind of have the reverse effect of Siakam, you know, Siakam came in and had to put on weight and, you know, if Kanate can come in and lose that weight, get more mobile, then that that could be an interesting fit if he can start guarding wings. I don't think he's going to have a shot at making this roster or at least getting run on this roster with the likes of OG, Siakam, Stanley Johnson, Rondé, all those guys that play that position, Chris Boucher, those wing, those power forward, small forward roles. So I'm in agreement with you. I think 
he might be a you know he's he's a guy no one's talking about right now and he probably shouldn't be talked about for the next year or so but he could be an interesting piece for the Raptors in the future a guy to develop without all the the drama of like a Bruno Caboclo you know without all the hype and all that maybe the Raptors can silently turn him into a real NBA player yeah I you don't need to compare him to Stanley Johnson, though. There's no. You could say that he would maybe need to be able to switch on to wing defenders, but yeah. I don't think it would ever be his role to go out there at the three. I think he's a four, mm-hmm. and then maybe if there's an incredibly small lineup, then you'd put him in at the five. Yeah. Because I guess he's not that much smaller than Serge Ibaka, for example, all things considered. Serge Ibaka is what, 6'10, 6'11? Yeah. There's a difference there, right? Mm-hmm. But we run him at the five, and sometimes it's comfortable if the other team is also playing a small ball lineup. Yeah. But yeah, a hundred percent, I agree with what you're saying. And and also in watching the highlight tapes, that's another thing I see from this guy is that he's not overly athletic. And the same challenge he would have is that of Charles Barkley and what Zion Williamson has ahead of him now is that mm-hmm. they're already pretty athletic and they can do incredible things for guys that are heavier than the rest of them. Right, And you see his highlight blocks. He's able to get up there and he's able to make some dunks. But he's not jumping out of the building. You know, He doesn't have that 50-inch vertical like Zion already has. So I, I could really see it being to his advantage if he could lose a bit of weight on the G League team. Assuming that he makes the G League team because I don't think that anything is set in stone yet. Uh, mm-hmm. And then really become an elite defender like that. Because to me what I saw is not that he's, he's jumping out of the building to get these swats that really asserted him at as the best defender in college or one of the best shot blockers in college, it's that he has really good timing, right? Mm-hmm. And that goes a long way because that means the same thing as like a Pau Gasol. Never very athletic at all, yep. but he just had fantastic timing and could make blocks. Certainly. So there's definitely some pieces there that could be encouraging for him going forward and making this Toronto Raptors team in the future, but we're, we're not high on him being on this roster this upcoming season, maybe even next year. But let us know what you guys think. I know a lot of people in the comment section have been wanting us, us to talk about this guy, probably bought into the Ben Wallace, the Bill Russell hype, and if he, if he can become that Riker. If he can become Ben Wallace or Bill Russell, I will be certainly happy in proving us wrong. But let us know what you guys think. You're the best for making this far. Check out the Twitter, the Instagram, all that cool stuff. We're in the deep part of the offseason right now, but we're going to try and keep making content. And as we inch closer to the regular season, we're going to make predictions and all that sort of stuff. Riker, you have any last words? Sagaba Kanate. <laughs> I think that's right. I'm confident in that. Let's hope. <laughs>